are listening to Prickly and Blooming. And now, your hostess, Jessie Browning. All right, all right, all right. Hello and welcome, everyone. Hi. I wish we were all sitting around um, like a fire pit. It's like turned into fall, and I really need a fire pit at my house. Um, do you have a fire pit? Do you love it? Do you use it a lot? The thing about fire pits, though, is I don't like smelling like smoke. Like you wear your sweatshirt, and then your hair smells like smoke. Okay, we've tangented already. We, I, I have tangented, tangented, whatever. Hi. <laughs> I can't see outside. It's dark out, so I'm not going to see any foxes running around. That was so cute. I've seen them a couple more times. They're adorable. Okay, hi. Um, how are you? You're doing well. Me too. Doing well. So I'm going to mention this right at the top. There's a listener survey that I'd love if you could fill out for me. Um, anywhere you go, you need information about listeners. You know, if you approach a network or if you look for sponsors, just like any sort of growth, you know, that information is really helpful. So that's why I'm asking you. That would be really great. It just takes a few minutes to put a lot of pictures. There's um, a link to it at the bottom of the show notes on this episode. And it's also on the website, brooklynblooming.com. It's on the top right-hand corner. It says, survey. Click. Thank you. Awesome. Let's talk about what we're doing this week. Okay, sounds great. Okay, so this week, we're going back again. So I've done it a couple times this season, but... I think it's okay. We have like 70 something episodes recorded. We're just going to go dip back every once in a while to a really great episode I want to share with you again. So we're doing that again this week. So I am bringing from the archives up my friend, Jess, Jessie, Jessica, Jess or Jessie. She's like me, Jess or Jessie. So I miss her. I've never met her in real life. Like we've never got the chance to hug. I miss her. Um, We've made a couple attempts. We've almost gone together. We just like almost did it. We were trying for October. But I gotta say, it's like I had a baby this year. I opened a business in January and it's really like having a baby. It's very similar. Very, very similar. Like my husband and I, for a long time, one of us had to be with the baby every day, every minute of the day. If one of us wasn't there, the other one had to be there and like slowly... (laughs) the baby starts being able to stay alone and then you get a babysitter. But now we have like a babysitter for sure. We have um, somebody, you know, kind of running that location for us now. So I have time to do things like think about going and meeting Jess. So it really needs to happen. So I met Jess on the internet and we started sending messages and um, then I interviewed her for my show. Wait, it took a really long time for me to ask her to be on the show. I forgot all about that. And she was like, I thought you were never going to ask. And I was like, I thought we talked about it in the beginning. She's also a podcaster. So go check out her podcast. Uh, It's called the Moving On Podcast. Her and her husband, Jay, which um, I think Jay and I might be even more great friends once we actually meet someday. (laughs) I'm kidding, Jess. (laughs) Anyway. I think she's wonderful and I wanted to reshare her story um, because she's a woman who lives in Texas. She's not from Texas, but she's from just, just, just a little bit, just a little east. She's still from the south, I told her. (laughs) I'm just excited to share Jess's story with you again because it's so 
perfectly vulnerable and funny and she just, she nails it because she's wonderful and I adore her laugh and okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just digging back into archives again this week. Um, like I said, we have over 70 episodes. So sometimes we just got to bring something back up and be like, hey, did you listen to this one? Because there's lots of new people around and um, I want you to make sure you heard these really cool episodes that we already recorded a long time ago. So it's Jess and Jess, uh, Jess and Jesse. No, I'm, I'm Jesse. She's Jess for this episode. <laughs> okay. Y'all are awesome. And I love y'all. And I wish we were sitting around a fireplace talking about this. I'm going to send it over to uh, the interview. Let's go meet Jess again. Again? For the first time? For the second time? <laughs> okay. See y'all. Today I'm here and we're having a, a Jess episode. Jess, Jesse, Jessica. So I'm going to be Jesse and I have with me Jess. Hi, Jess. She has assigned us our surnames. <laughs> well, we talked about this yesterday and I yes. like Jesse, which is what I go by and you like Jess. Tell the truth. We like Russell and I ended up with Jess. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up with Jesse. Yes. And it's so cliche to say I'm so excited, but I cannot stop this gigantic smile on my face. Like I'm more, I, you can ask my husband, I've been more excited about this with you than <laughs> good gracious, like births and weddings. <laughs> oh, wait, now we have to tell a little, <laughs> I'm getting all flat. Oh, sure. Tell the story, Jess, and tell yeah. them how, tell the laws. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell the laws. So uh, we just looked back in June. Uh, somehow, uh -huh. I think I followed you through the Texas podcast. So here's like a spoiler alert through the Texas podcast uh, hashtag. And I found you <laughs> account and I was following you. And then I sent you a message in June. After I sent you one in no, April. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not how it I want to get credit for our relationship, so I'm okay. making up wonderful <laughs> wonderfulness. <laughs> that wonderful details that she's conveniently leaving out. Yeah, conveniently. When you conveniently deleted your message history, so you have to go <laughs> off my facts. <laughs> oh shit! So we. I sent a message and we, we struck up, you know, everyone knows it's like, what can we call it? Like the online friendship, right? Right. Back in June. And then like two weeks ago, was it? I was like, can we record? Have we recorded? Why haven't, do you want to do an episode? Do you have a story for an episode? And you were like, basically you were like, I'm fucking waiting for you to ask. I was <laughs> like, my whole life is your podcast. <laughs> and I just sit by the phone the phone that's connected to the wall and wait for her to call and she never does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I said, oh my God, I swear I've asked you, have we not have this? And we uh -huh. have that moment like, and I know it's yes. identifiable. So many people have it of like, yeah. you think you've sent that text and you're like, gosh, yeah. why haven't they responded? Yep. And then you look back and you haven't sent the text. No. I, yeah, that was one I, of those. I'll think some, a friend is maybe frustrated with me. I'm like, wonder why they haven't replied to my mm -hmm. text. And I'll go and it's in the little send bar. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. haven't, haven't, haven't sent, sent it. it. No. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, I had that moment where I was like, I only have a few interviews left to schedule for the season, which is amazing. I'm so proud of myself for being so uh -huh. like, diligent and ahead. Right. And then I was just like, 
why, why don't I have one? Did, did we not schedule something? I thought we talked about it anyway. And I guess we yes. just, it must have been in my head. But yeah, here we are. It had to happen at this here moment. Here we are. Right? Perfect. Perfect timing. Perfect. Yeah, perfect timing. It's, it's how it's supposed we to be. We could have tried to get in the way of the timing, but we decided to be brave and mature and not. Mm-hmm. And just let it happen as it should. As it should. So now that I've talked plenty for the introduction of a guest. Right. What do we... <laughs> I always ask people. I mean, no, no. Okay. <laughs> what should we know about you before we hear your story? Well, I love you because I was raised in Baton Rouge. Um, my my neighbors were French Creole, prayed mm-hmm. in French, cussed in French, <laughs> Cajun French. I was raised in Cajun French, and so I'm drawn drawn to. I was drawn to your site. How beautiful right. it was. I think I texted you first and said, <laughs> I want to just take a nap on your Instagram account. And you were like, huh? Uh, <laughs> it was too early for us to be that vulnerable with each other. <laughs> but now we're there. <laughs> and But anyways, I'm from Baton Rouge. I came to Texas to play basketball in college and ended up staying in in Texas, marrying my first husband. We had three beautiful children. Mm-hmm and moved to a community northeast of Dallas where he was from, and that's where I still am. We are amazing co-parents. I'm now married to the love of my life, Mm -hmm. and he is a farmer, and now we are farmers. And we farm corn, soybeans, wheat, and we run cattle on a larger operation northeast of Dallas, and we do that every day together and living a dream, inside a dream. So in what I, I thought would be uh, uh, the closest mud pit after my divorce, <laughs> uh, instead, God sent me to heaven on earth. It's very confusing, but I'll explain <laughs> later. <laughs> I'll further explain. I love it. And this is where we entered the mud pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So now we got a little, you know, like, this is Jess. Yes. Jess, hello. Jess um, A. Right? <laughs> I'm older. So I get to be Jesse and Jesse Browning B. Right. Well, okay. and also neither of us are Jessica. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. My dad, my dad, my grandpa and my college coach all called mm-hmm. me Jessica. And it was real endearing and I didn't mind it. But anytime Anybody I've else? ever no, I just mm-mm. feel like they don't know my life. You don't know my life. Mm-hmm. You, you know what even... I say? I don't trust Jessica's that go by Jessica. It's judgmental of me. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize to all of you. But Jessica's or Jessica Simpson to me. Oh, are they? Well, see, to me. That's like the. Yeah. yeah, That's like when you think of a Jessica, it's her. Do you? Mm -hmm. Now all of your favorite followers named Jessica have left the building. They have. They've completely. I'm going to miss them. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to miss them. They're going to be like unsubscribe. They added so. They added so much to your community. Or you just they're laughing. They're laughing so hard because they're like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> if they're there like, are people. <laughs> they know more than anyone what a Jessica, you know, yes. they're like what it means. It means different things to be a Jessica versus a Jess or Jesse. Sure. It absolutely does. There were definitely six Jessicas. Well, Jessica, I was born in 80, you mm-hmm. in 79. 79. Yep. Jessica was the number one name that my year in uh-huh. 80. And there were six Jessicas in my senior art class. So, wow. Yeah. There was actually, I think, only... 
I really didn't go to high school. <laughs> I'll have to tell you about that some other time. But there was at least one other Jessica in my class. Uh-huh. That, That's not as interesting as five no, others. No, it's not. So. There wasn't. Maybe there was. I should look. I have one over here in the books that you can see. I have my yes. one. The one year I went to high school. Uh-huh. Well, I, long story. I have. I'll have to go and count. <laughs> Okay. How many? Because I don't even have a good number. I'm going to be waiting. Yes. Oh, it's going to be such good information. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be just waiting by your phone on the (laughs) wall. Jay's like, what are you waiting for? And I'm like, you know. Jess has to tell me how many. Can't even tell you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. So. You know, you've you've listened to the show. Yes. So we always. I love your show. Thank you. I love your show. Thank you. We always start with the this can't be my life. This Just can't not be this. My life. Yeah. What's your this moment? Can't be my life. This don't worry about contextualize. We'll we'll go back and contextualize it after. This Let's can't this can't be my life. My children this can't be my life. My child having a birthday party somewhere and I'm not invited to it. This can't mm-hmm. be my life. My children having two homes. This can't be my life, my children traveling to Colorado, standing on the edge of a cliff, and I'm not there to make sure they're not too close. Mm-hmm. Divorce. This, I was mm-hmm. the last person on earth that would mm-hmm. ever raise their hand to get divorced. A goody good from lines and lines and lines of goody goods. And here, are, here we are divorced. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was above my body looking down on my life going, no, this cannot be right. Like mm-hmm. this cannot be right. So it, and it's taking me a long time to fully even accept it and embrace it. I'm still in the process and I'm five years out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a process. This is going to be good. Yeah, We're probably going to cry, everyone. Right? No, We're let's not. But let's okay. do a bunch. Okay. 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 So now let's, I always, <sighs> I'm like, let's rewind the tape. Yep. Oh, no. How does, how does this start? Well, we could just end right there. That was right? good. Oh, I my loved God, that it. Was <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the podcast community and I know what it takes <laughs> to make a good episode and I loved it. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Find us at. (laughs) We have such a supportive. We have such a supportive community. People would still be like, "I needed to hear that. I needed that today." (laughs) Oh, I'm so red faced. I get so red faced when I laugh. Uh, Yeah, good episode. (laughs) Good work. People are really going to relate to that, <laughs> but they will. That's the thing is just even, which is what I love and why I always start with those moments. Cause those are the <laughs> moments. There are so many women listening right now that have been that, <laughs> that woman being like, right. Yeah. I'm same. You know? Well, you have an idea of who gets divorced and you're positive yeah. you're not that. And you right. have an idea of which couples get divorced and you're positive mm-hmm. you're not that. And mm-hmm. then you also know what divorced families are going through and you're like, never. No, I mean, I'm not my doing fir- that. My mm-hmm. first husband and I, we had decided if it came to that, one of us would just move into the front room. We would never do a co-parenting two-home situation. We'd rather die. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so you, yeah. it, it, it's somehow it worked. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So when did you get married? 
We got married in 03. I say fear sent me to Texas uh, because I was from Louisiana. He was from uh, north of Dallas, and we knew we wanted to raise our children by one of our families. We knew Mm -hmm. we couldn't raise Mm -hmm. them by both, obviously. They're seven Mm -hmm. hours apart. Mm -hmm. Fear drove me to Texas because there was an active serial killer in Baton Rouge killing people that we knew. What? What? I'm like, uh, hold on one second. Oh, (laughs) <clears> o <throat> two end of O two or all of O two and the beginning of O three, and wow. okay. we were afraid to go to our cars alone. Mm-hmm. Our friends couldn't run on LSU campus. He was taking them from LSU running paths. He was taking them from their homes. A lady from our church, from her kitchen. I mean, oh my God. It, it was happening to people that we honestly knew. So you couldn't, especially mm-hmm. at the age of seventeen. I graduated mm-hmm. college when I was young. And I couldn't in my mind at 17, or no, I'm sorry, I graduated high school at 17, so I was young, graduating college. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't at that age go, well, it won't happen to me. Right, because you could see exactly yeah. how, right. Right, it was Whoa. happening in our backyard. And, and, mm-hmm. and so when we try to decide between Louisiana and Texas, that's why we, we chose Texas is mm-hmm. because we were, we were afraid. We were afraid mm-hmm. to be in Louisiana. So I wasn't going to get married and start my brand new life in a, in a town where I wanted to stay in my closet and cry. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> So we moved to Texas and um, I became a personal trainer. My husband was in his job that he is now and mm-hmm. um, environmental consulting and and uh, built a beautiful little life. Perfect Did you little... Meet, you met at college. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was my... I played basketball, I told you, and my roommate mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. one of my teammates. She became my best friend and mm-hmm. we always called it OS, Operation Sister. We oh, would find nice. a way to be sisters. And so mm-hmm. I ended up marrying her brother. Okay. And <laughs> I was raised in the Southern Baptist faith. Every day the doors of the church were unlocked. I was there. I mm-hmm. lived at church, lived at church, breathed church, was there. And just, you know, a people pleaser to a, a gigantic fault. And so I always just wanted to make everyone happy, had no idea how to choose what I wanted. I just mm-hmm. just wanted to be good and and have approval and make my parents proud. And so I just thought this this was the natural path is go to college, date this boy. We actually both saved ourselves for our marriage night, mm-hmm. if that tells you anything. And essentially married my best friend. Mm-hmm. And today he is my best friend. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the, my, the father of my children. And uh, I care, he, he comes in the ranking right there with my husband and my children. I mm-hmm. care about mm-hmm. him. His, his life is as important to me as the most important people in my life. And, and so I don't even know exactly how to get from there to here, um, but right, <laughs> right. But well, you got married, got married, moved to Texas. Is to like I'd never expect you to say to escape the fear of a serial killer, right? Who like, does? When I was like, what? Do you know? And I didn't even really bring that sentence out till last year, which mm. would have been 2019. So it would have been 16 years before I would have said it out loud, right? But you were conscious of it, like you knew. Conscious like, we are... of it, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You but not like... brave enough to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. this is really what drove us to Texas. And I mm-hmm. love Texas. I know in the first few years, our family kept thinking, like, are you are you going to come back? Are you going to come back? And mm-hmm. Baby of the a baby of a gigantic, beautiful, loving, amazing family, and all I wanted mm-hmm. was to be around them. So I think mm-hmm. we went home every mm-hmm. couple of months, mm-hmm. 
And, um, but soon it was clear we loved Texas. We just loved mm-hmm. it. And then Katrina happened around the time of okay. my, when my first baby was born, my mm-hmm. whole family looked like evacuees in the um, waiting room because Katrina yeah. had happened, but they yep. were really there to see the baby. So when that happened, it really did change the climate and the physical down there um, to where we were, weren't really drawn to it in Texas. Mm-hmm. We were living in a really beautiful community northeast of Dallas that was new and beautiful mm-hmm. and bustling. In fact, it's the most growing county in the nation has been still for, still for a long time. Ha- mm-hmm. Has been for like 10 years. We have like the $7 billion mile um, in Frisco oh, where yes. like I think I, yeah, Toyota uh-huh. and uh-huh. IBM and Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. Stadium. And yep. so we should have a really, it's overpopulated, sure, but you know what mm-hmm. to do to get around it. Mm-hmm. And we live, we live really far out. So from that, yeah, yeah, you're not yep. right there. Yep. What, I'm just, this is totally personally curious. What year did you move to Texas? <laughs> we moved, we, I moved to college uh-huh. in 98. Right. What time did you, what year did you move to Texas though? What do you mean? What year did you move to Texas? Because I, I moved to Texas in 2001. That's what well, but what I'm saying is I went to college from 98 to mm-hmm. 03, then mm-hmm. got married in 03 and then it moved in 03. Yeah. Okay. So it would have been like 03. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, was we're like, still the you? same. Yeah. That's what I was like. Wait, did you move in 01 as well? Doesn't that's change why. anything All right. about it. <laughs> We're still getting airbrush t-shirts. We just won't put the okay. year on there. Okay. 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 Well, and I, I, I mean, you came from Louisiana, right? That's mm-hmm. pretty much in the neighborhood. I came from Massachusetts. Like, right. I'm, dirty, I'm a dirty Yankee, you know, oh, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was bestowed. So my friend, oh God, we're going to take a little sideways um, story here for a second. My friend is from Beaumont. Okay. Uh-huh, right there by the border. Right. And he's bestowed one of my beloved compliments of my life. He said what? I was the least Yankee Yankee he's ever met. For real. I would think <laughs> that a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. I would well, especially yeah. if we're cut from the same cloth. Yes. I don't think I'm very Yankee. My parents were born next door to each other. No, you're and, not. You're mm-mm. from the South. No, no, yeah. no. I'm I'm like yeah. Yeah. No. But they were born um, in the northern, northern tip of Missouri. So I do mm-hmm. have that in my blood for certain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but you were definitely, you were definitely <laughs> born in the, raised in the South. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for taking that little detour with You're me. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm always up. Okay. So you've gotten married. You're settling into Texas. You have a couple babies. I'm so curious of like when because I, I, this is a theme that I hear from, from people that are divorced of like, when did you start thinking like, Oh, this might like, cause I know this was a huge process for you. Like, I know this wasn't like something that you ever thought would happen for no. a, a myriad of re- reasons. So, Never. When, you know, did you have an, like, did, when did it start kind of in your, into your conscious or subconscious? I think subconscious because Mm -hmm. I didn't realize even anything was happening until it was done. I mean, it was all, it all just kind of, I always say I kind of, it was 32. I was 32. Mm -hmm. I think 32 is a tough age for women. Mm -hmm. It's -hmm. almost like a midlife crisis for men. 32 is an identity crisis for women. I feel Mm -hmm. 32, 33. The only Mm -hmm. reason I say that. We're always ahead of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, (laughs) The only reason I say that is the counselor I was going to, in the time said that he had eight other women he was counseling and they were all in 32, 33. Mm -hmm. And so he was seeing kind of a trend with us, Mm -hmm. kind of trying to figure out our life. Also though, I want to say that, you know, in, in that time 
we would have been married if I was 32. I get numbers mixed up, but I want to say it just was kind of that time where a, a marriage mm-hmm. tries to go stagnant mm-hmm. um, because maybe we'd been married eight, nine, eight. 10 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, knew, yeah. And so I want to say that we were kind of stepping into this isn't working, but we have mm-hmm. no plans of going anywhere. We had absolutely stepped into a roommate situation for sure, mm-hmm. but we were fine with it. And I'd had uh, our third baby. Our third baby was really tough because I had some um, complications during the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So we weren't allowed to even be husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And that sent our marriage into a spiral, I want to say. Right, new level yeah. down, down yes, not, not, yes. not level up. Where, where a few things might have been hanging us on that mm-hmm. snipped those threads. Mm-hmm. And so after the baby was born, and then you go into some depression, everyone mm-hmm. does, whether mm-hmm. it's a, a gigantic amount or a little amount, there's mm-hmm. some. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say that I just kind of, that was my last baby. I would never be pregnant again. Mm-hmm. That sends you into an d- identity crisis. Our family was getting older. My nieces and nephews were getting older. The dynamics were shifting, just mm-hmm. growing pains. And I was just kind of left feeling like I didn't know exactly who I was. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I, I played basketball my whole life. I was the baby of the family. I loved being adored and mm-hmm. and the attention that I got from my family. And now we're just the, I'm just the aunt and we're mm-hmm. old and, you know, it, the growing up of it, the identity crisis that I was, that I threw myself into or was thrown into, I didn't know how to cope with it. And so I don't remember much about those few years. I just know that I would love for the Lord to wipe them off the map and he has <laughs> if i could wipe them off that would be great um because you know he tells us in scripture uh once you ask for forgiveness he remembers that no more he doesn't even know what you're talking about i know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. that's a problem people in the small town know what oh. i'm talking about so mm-hmm. this has just been a really tough journey of getting on the same page with the Lord where our past doesn't matter anymore and becoming solid in who we are and that that doesn't define us because so many of us are strangled by it and sitting Mm -hmm. down in the mud, just waiting for lightning to strike us dead because Mm -hmm. we messed up. And that's just absolutely not what he wants for our lives. And Mm -hmm. so that's been this journey. So we took about three years. I told Jesse yesterday, Mm -hmm. we took about three years to get divorced because we were just waiting for someone to give us permission to do it. We just wanted someone to be like- Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And no Mm -hmm. one would. The counselors would be like, (laughs) you can do this. And we're like, no, we can't. (laughs) So, uh, so there was one night we had moved out of the community down to an apartment closer to Dallas and tried mm-hmm. to make it work. We said we would give it a solid year and make mm-hmm. no decisions, no mm-hmm. decisions, just one year. Mm-hmm. We'd gotten through that year and it just, just wasn't getting any better. And so I knew, I knew my dad is like the king of our family, patriarch to the, mm-hmm. to the nth degree. And so I went to... I, I knew I have a large family, like I, like I was telling you, and mm-hmm. I knew we, we don't believe in divorce. And, and mm-hmm. if you get divorced, you go to hell. So that's not exciting. And uh, 
And that's what we we were yeah. believe, believed. And so I knew that if we got divorced, I would lose mm-hmm. my family. I would be disowned. I was positive, completely mm-hmm. convinced that either stay with my husband and keep my 21 family members mm-hmm. or get divorced and lose them. And that's not even talking about his family. I, right. I wasn't even, right. wasn't, even thinking. wasn't even thinking. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Just centered in on mine. And so I go to the Walmart parking lot and I call my dad and I'm just... I can't ever have an important conversation with my dad because I just ball. I'm such a daddy's girl. <laughs> Even at 40 years old, I am the biggest daddy's girl you've ever known. And so I'm just like, I just wish I could talk to you. I just want to talk to you. And he's like, just just tell me what's just going right. on. He's yeah, like, talk. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm like, we we are going to get divorced. And, and he's like, okay. And, and I said, I just don't want to know where I stand with you. And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't. I'm not following. And I was like, I, are we disowned? And it was just the opposite. The, the mm-hmm. way the conversation is like, I don't, I don't know where you got that. I don't, I'm frankly offended that you thought it. Mm-hmm. I, I, we would never, you're, you are a family. You come down the driveway tomorrow and we're going to embrace you. You're, you're ours. And he said, um, we all know that you've tried. Mm-hmm. It's over turn the page. And it was like when someone you trust Mm -hmm. gives you that walk forward command, Mm -hmm. because I'd been stuck for three years or Mm -hmm. more, stuck Mm -hmm. on pause. Mm -hmm. And uh, I read this neat thing today that said, when we're waiting on God, God's usually waiting on us. And I thought that was (laughs) really beautiful. Um, So I'm positive God was waiting on me for three years, not to get divorced, but to find my way, Mm -hmm. which way I... I was gonna go, and uh, so since it took us three years, we were mm-hmm. we were there. We'd been there mentally right. and emotionally for three years. You had already grieved, right? You we had already, already grieved. Mm-hmm. So we held hands, went to the courthouse. It took it takes sixty one days in Texas, mm-hmm. so it took us sixty one days. We held hands, went into the courtroom, stood right by each other, and cried and told. The, the you know the judge we wanted a divorce. Mm-hmm. There was a chicken salad sandwich in the vending machine. We joked about sharing a chicken salad sandwich out of a vending machine. We walked to our cars, hugged for a long time, and that was it. I love that. Did you share the sandwich? Did you have or did you just joke no? Around? We didn't trust it. We didn't trust the yeah minute. right from the vending <laughs> machine. Right. Was that the first time that you? said out loud like how do you talk to your girlfriends or how do you you no. know uh, uh, no was the, was calling your dad the first time you said out loud of like well you and your husband had already decided because you said yes. I'm going to get divorced I said it to my husband and that yeah. was it that was it right and wh- how long was the space between you and your husband saying it and then you telling your dad like the day the same day mm-hmm. did you yeah. take a, oh, the same day? yeah 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 you really had gone through the whole process we so really said, had yeah when you said you moved into an apartment closer into the city was that the was that the transition out of the marriage probably no that was the transition to try to save the marriage okay that was a transition to get he he was related Mm -hmm. to every single person in our small town and Mm -hmm. we just couldn't Mm -hmm. we did we just needed to that was our like if you say we didn't try you just couldn't like we physically moved our family out of heaven Mm -hmm. because we lived Mm -hmm. on acreage and the you know the kids loved it out there in the country they Mm -hmm. loved their school and we just tried to get out and find us without Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without that and um and it just wasn't just Mm -hmm. wasn't gonna mm -mm. nope so 
I watched my dad cherish my mom my entire life. I mean, Mm -hmm. still to this day, they're 71 and they still need to get a room. And (laughs) I love that. I love that about them. Mm -hmm. And all Mm -hmm. they need is just to be right next to each other on the couch Mm -hmm. watching a show. And and he's always scratching her leg. She's always scratching his back. They love each other. They have to be physically touching each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. I didn't, didn't yeah. have that. I went, in fact, when we were in counseling, I said, I don't, I don't feel like his. I just don't. I don't, I, I kind of want like caveman, like she mine. And mm-hmm. I don't have that. And I remember our, our counselor loved my first husband. This is how that relationship went. That counselor loved my husband. I loved our counselor and my counselor did not reciprocate those feelings towards me, (laughs) but I still loved him. I loved him so much Mm -hmm. and he was just so team my first husband, Mm -hmm. but he, but he got, he thought he got me. He goes, oh, so you just want to be his property? And I was like, Yes, yes, I would like to be. <laughs> I would like to be. And, it, and you know, we'll talk more about my husband, but Jay Norman is mm-hmm. caveman. She mine, she pretty, she come here. <laughs> she come here to me. I mean, I am his and he is mine. And together we are conquering this whole world. And it's something that I always wanted, but always just said or was told, that's not right to want that. And I, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, and then we'd go another mm-hmm. couple of years and that's not a love language of my first husband to mm-hmm. um, compliment me or say I look nice or, and so I, I want to say that in, in my marriage today, mm-hmm. you know, he can, he can top it by lunch, what I had in 12 years. And that's not good or bad. It's just me, what I, what I wanted and what I needed. I didn't mm-hmm. get what I didn't get in 12 years. I'll get, I'll get by lunch today. And so, right. um, so it's just a very, very different compatibility relationship, mm-hmm. you know? I love that you brought up the love languages and I feel like that's probably mm, some of the work you did in like your counseling sessions, yes. sessions right? Yeah. Of like yeah. you have different love languages and there's the yeah. receptive and the, yeah what's the you know the outward yes <laughs> yes know, right how you show love and how you receive yes, love yes yeah i i just i love those and i i remember i did it my husband and i did it a couple of years ago online but no like if i thought of, like my husband is acts of service 100% me I too do anything for you like sometimes to the point where i'm like stop doing shit for me i love that <laughs> you know, service let me do it yeah, yeah. and mine is food <laughs> Food. I want to cook for you. I want to cook for yes. you. Yes. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And my husband wants like physical touch. He wants, you yeah. know, he wants to be like your parents on the couch of like touch yeah. my knee, touch my whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is uh, a tie between acts of service and words of affirmation. I need, I need you to mm-hmm. constantly be telling me I look nice. That's so insecure, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. we're here. And, yeah. um, <laughs> And then acts of service. Like if he, mm-hmm. if I see Jay doing something, I mean, mm-hmm. it it's the equivalent of him doing something sexy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing in my DNA. Like mm-hmm. I look over and he's doing something and it stirs something in me. Right, for somebody else? 
like if he's because uh, I'm, I'm shaking my head yeah. in acknowledgement. Yes. I know you're going. Oh with the, gosh, uh, uh-huh. yes, yep. Right. If he's uh, holding a door for someone or carrying a lady's groceries to her car, mm-hmm. let's go on home because <laughs> I mean it. It just it because it is my love language. Yep. It is almost like the peacock feathers. Like that's yeah. that's that's it for me, and it's pretty easy, right? <laughs> yeah. But you just kind of you know. If I'm having a really tough day or mm-hmm. I'm having an anxiety day where I'm really struggling and I'm staring mm-hmm. at the wall for four hours, he's going to give me no less than 900 forehead kisses. And mm-hmm. if you come and kiss my forehead one more time, let's see what happens. I mean, <laughs> I want to <laughs> strangle you to your death. And But mm-hmm. that's what he wants. When he's mm-hmm. struggling, he wants me to come and kiss his forehead mm-hmm. and his head. He loves me kissing mm-hmm. the top of his head. And so we'll be driving down the road and he'll take his hat off and put his head over. He just wants a kiss on his head. So that's how he loves on me. Isn't mm-hmm. that endearing? Not at the time. Not right. at the time. <laughs> Not at the time it's not, but it is right now. Yes. Yes. Isn't that often often the way? (laughs) I'm like, come, come over here and try it. Come over here, yeah. Come try to kiss my head one more time and see if you leave with those lips. (laughs) Lipless son of a gun. So... I'm thinking of a terrible Ron White joke. I'm a fan of Ron White. I love Ron White. I love Did Ron White. No. Okay, never no. Mind. Those, Do I need to watch it? Oh, yes. Those it's who funny. have seen it are laughing with me right now. Okay. Yes. Well, I want to see okay. it, okay? Okay. And we'll All talk right. later well, about it. Well, you're it. in charge of that. Yeah, you're okay. going to text me when you... And then right. and you're going to tell me how many Jessicas <laughs> were in your class. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's how we're going to follow up. All right. I'm like, let's get... All right center okay so <laughs> do you think wanted, anyone like, is still with us yes you do absolutely the good mm-hmm. ones okay mm-hmm. let's get it yeah. down to one uh-huh. okay let's so narrow we, it down, uh, to, down one. to one like let uh, make sure everybody else falls off let's oh, that one will every, be my husband yeah two that'll be two my, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your husband how sweet so after you know you have this moment with your dad then you wait your 60 days and you get divorced. Yeah. Then what? Are you alone for the first time? I am for the first time in mm-hmm. my whole life. Did you darn live life. alone? Yeah. Yes. For the first yes. time? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I rented this house in a town. Oh, that that's funny. I had stepped in. I forgot that part. I had stepped into real estate. Mm-hmm. And so together we found my husband, ex-husband, a home. And I love together, that. I was his realtor, <laughs> and and together we we took we took every step together. Where would we want mm-hmm. our children to go to school? It wasn't a they're going to go to school by my house, and you you're going to drive because this is all your fault. It was never that. It was mm-hmm. an always sitting down to the table with a dot coke and saying, "Do you like that school? Or do you want them? Do you think they'll do good at this school?" It was just always a together thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jay Norman in my life is so important is because he found me like that. He found me with mm-hmm. a ex-husband that was mm-hmm. most important to me. Mm-hmm. And he's not threatened. I don't want my ex-husband's bod. I want my children to be happy. And so mm-hmm. if being closer than close to my ex-husband causes our children to thrive, that's my only option. Mm-hmm. When the baby is 18, I promise I'll revisit it for you. But right now, this is what 
causes our children to be most happy. And so Mm -hmm. Jay was secure enough in his manhood and secure Mm -hmm. enough in our relationship that, Mm -hmm. and you can see in my eyes, I know Mm -hmm. I have no agenda, Mm -hmm. no ulterior motives, nothing. When your heart is pure and your agenda is pure, you can accomplish so much more. So I moved into this little house with the kids and I'll tell you, those times were the roughest times of my life and the sweetest mm-hmm. times of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, because now there's seven of us and it's a lot going on and it's wonderful, yeah. but I don't, I don't have time with my babies anymore, just me and them, unless I make, make time. And I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They the had stairs. The upstairs was open to the downstairs. As a realtor, I knew that no family wanted that because there was no privacy. <laughs> <laughs> there was no privacy. There was no sound. Um, you couldn't limit the sound. And I mm-hmm. knew that as a divorced wife, I didn't want privacy and I didn't want to limit the sound. I wanted to hear them. And yeah. so like even my baby girl's bedroom was above mine. What a joke. And I <laughs> knew from growing up because my parents tried it and they hated it. They had teenage girls, my sisters above them. And they were like, don't ever, ever do it. Don't ever do that. Uh-huh. And when I was divorced, I realized... I want that. I want to hear her over me. I want to be in the kitchen and be able to talk to the kids upstairs. I want to know that they're playing. I want to know that they're breathing. I need to know if they're fighting. And it was beautiful. And there was a set of stairs that would go down to a landing, turn back and come down. We put on so many music videos on those stairs. That was was dress up years. And so they Mm -hmm. had this whole bin of dress up clothes. And so they would They would come down to a song, run back up, change their outfits, come down to a song, run back. And they talk about that a a bunch. So it was this really sweet, sweet years. It was really depressing going to look at all of the homes that we had to Mm -hmm. rent. Maybe Mm -hmm. there were 12 that I went to look at myself as I was in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to the 11 and going, I'd rather get remarried and move back into the apartment (laughs) than move into one of these homes. They were the saddest and most depressing homes you've ever seen. Those homes where you go into the front door and you're staring at the back door, they just Mm kind of were Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. that's it, this long, these long homes. Mm -hmm. We have have to um, build our homes long and narrow to fit everyone in. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, this is not gonna work. And that 12th one I walked in and it was like angels sang. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is it, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you quadruple what you're asking for. And I didn't have anything, but, um, but yeah, so luckily that all worked out and it was a, we got, my, my first husband didn't really care for dogs and, and cats. So we got like a zoo Mm -hmm. and it was just a really neat time of learning a lot more about myself. Mm -hmm. Lonely, very lonely. Yeah. And I, uh, um, I think that that was a, probably another fear of yours, right? Of like, what, Mm, what will life be like alone? Oh Yeah. And I uh, bet it was a very wonderful and hard time. Top fear upsetting mm-hmm. my kids. Top fear. Uh-huh. Top yeah, let's fear. go through your top five fears of your divorce. Yes, <laughs> I, right? I love a list. Yeah, let's do it. Well, just more than anything, mm-hmm. you know, you have your kids in the good classes. You have your mm-hmm. kids on the good mm-hmm. teams. You buy your kids the good clothes so they don't mm-hmm. get teased. Mm-hmm. You get, you have them in therapy so that they can they can become wonderful individuals. Mm-hmm. Now you get divorced, you might as well punch them in the stomach. <laughs> I mean, like you think like that's okay. And then what's even worse is these high conflict relationships. And I totally, oh, mm-hmm. I totally understand hurting people hurt people. Mm-hmm. But it's like out of one side of their mouth, a parent will do all those things I listed, and then all the other, out of the other side, 
they'll do something so high conflict, you mm-hmm. might as well, if you're going to keep your child from their dad or keep their child from their mom, you might as well walk up to your child and slap them as hard as you can across the face. Mm-hmm. You would never do that. So mm-hmm. why would you be high conflict? Mm-hmm. And we reason it by, well, you don't know what they did to me. They hurt me. I understand that, but you're obviously not watching your child while you behave the way that you do. And you're not seeing what you're causing. And if you did, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. We have to, Jay and I have to bite our tongues till it bleeds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because Sometimes, our yeah. our value is the kids over our value, Spite. yes, getting even, mm-hmm. getting revenge, or mm-hmm. she, she or he hurt me, and we want to get we we want to feel better by doing this. And you're immediately stopping what you just said. The hurt people hurt people. You're putting you're you're putting your like what's it, like a <laughs> put a pen in, in it. the, the app yeah. and be like we're gonna stop the cycle. We're gonna stop the cycle, and it's so hard. To. It's so hard, isn't it? It is. I know right when we got each other, we, we uh, one of our very first podcasts, I know we read a quote and it was talking about heal yourself and you'll heal your children's children. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. our, so we're long game. We're not necessarily mm-hmm. working for yes. our children's children, but we are, Jay and I always, it, we're always, excuse me, mm-hmm. we're always on the same page mm-hmm. where the things that we do during the weekend are for when our kids are in their 20s. We don't know why. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. Our kids are from eight to Mm -hmm. 14. And in our mind, I think Jay and I's dream is to be at some beach house somewhere and our kids in their 20s are are there with their friends and spouses and stuff. That's our end game. That's it for you, Jess? Yes. Stop I it. just I just recorded an episode Stop with my it. with my husband last night, and you'll you'll have listened to it before people listen to this one. Stop it! And I went on about how what's important, like how we've always like thought Aww. of parenthood. Like there's too much focus on the first eighteen years, and how yes. I'm so excited Me to be too. like in my fifties and have these 20 some and this house full of like older people and they're, you know, whoever they're dating is coming by and they're the same thing. Like you'll, you'll, you'll hear it like next week. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. If Mm -hmm. I succumb to my human nature, Mm -hmm. like my gut grabs me when good things happen. So Mm -hmm. if good things are happening with Jay and his children, Mm -hmm. my gut grabs me and I want to stop it. This is Mm -hmm. not right. And it is right dress. It's Mm -hmm. good. It's Mm -hmm. good stuff. So when my human sinful flesh self Mm -hmm. tries to act like an asshole, (laughs) that's not somebody that they're going to want to be around Mm -hmm. in their 20s, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I have to find, I have to find a way to push through it and to get to something right. else that I'll be proud of and that they'll be attracted mm-hmm. to. And so that's what I say is our long game is mm-hmm. I don't want to say you came here last year, so you have to come here this year. I see that mm-hmm. happening so many times. I want to say nothing mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, we miss them. Let's go spend time with them. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be missed. I want to be, mm-hmm. I want to be a safe, relaxing, fun, healthy mm-hmm calm space for them and it's what I want for me so it's a one-two punch it, it we can achieve it mm-hmm. and oh, all of it I, we just had this conversation last oh, night oh I can't wait to hear yeah and and I 
I think about being a mom of older children a lot. And I think that there's not a lot of conversation about it. And I, yeah. It's like, I'm so fun. I'm like, I can't wait to be that age so that I can talk about it. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm like what the difference between a mom, being a mom of a two year old versus the mom of a 20 year old. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, and it's going to be great. And that's comes from my husband and I's focus, which we talked about last night is him and I above everything else. Like yeah. we own businesses, we have baby. And I told the story, so I'm not going to repeat it, but you can listen to the episode of my husband okay. and I, that we put, you know, ourselves, each other here. It's not like, you know, like it's, it's us mm-hmm. because I'm looking towards the long game. I wrote down long game that you said, because I know exactly what you're talking about of when it's going to be us again. Well, he's not going anywhere. He's yeah, not. So your husband we're working today to yeah. that day. Yeah. Your your husband mm-hmm. doesn't turn a certain age and now he's mm-hmm. gone. Right. He's not gone. He's not going to college. He's not and, going and, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so we want to preserve yeah. the core of it's beautiful. us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a like wonderful segue to where your life is now. And we were talking about like your five years of divorce, right? Yeah. You were, you know, you had all like, we we didn't even get to the five, but you had, I'd say a good five big fears of divorce, right? Yes. What things were going to be like. Right. And I think that has been completely shifted on your head, right? Like it, it is completely what you wanted, but Mm -hmm. didn't think you deserved and didn't think you could have. Oh yeah. Whenever I, Mm -hmm. we were convinced if you got divorced, you went to hell. That was our first. Right. That was number one fear. I feel number one, going to go to hell. Don't Mm want to go to hell. Mm -hmm. Don't want to. No, Mm -hmm. no, thank you. So that, that, that bought us another two years Mm -hmm. in our marriage and, um, just scared, scared cropless and, and then just losing my kids Mm-hmm. losing my children because like I said, I had come unhinged. Mm-hmm. So if he wanted to say I was an unfit mother, he for sure could. Anyone can mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point say that mm-hmm. about their ex-wife and sometimes mm-hmm. they win and it's, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't even have mm-hmm. backing. Mm-hmm. My ex-husband would never say that. I want to say that I made him put that in blood before we went forward because <laughs> I was like, if you're going to try to destroy me, I'm staying with you forever. Right. And, um, and a sad note about my first husband is he is the funniest individual on the planet. However, he doesn't have, at the same time, he's complex. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he doesn't have emotion. He doesn't, he just doesn't care. He's aloof. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And so our counselor was like, Jesse, you're a temp taker. You're a pulse taker. You're constantly taking his pulse. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he doesn't have one. And mm-hmm. so that, that was the conflict of our whole entire marriage mm-hmm. is I was constantly, are you okay? Things okay? What, are you mad? Mm-hmm. You mad? Mm-hmm. You mad? Mm-hmm. And the more I would say that, the angrier he would get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of like, oh, you care. Let's talk. <laughs> no. Right, right. Everything that you feared, it seems like it didn't happen. No, I have huge fears. I always mm-hmm. have these huge, like my husband's always like, what's it like up there and in your head? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I thought as soon as we got divorced, God would sit me over in this corner. I thought for a long time he wanted me dead. I mm-hmm. I went through this, getting a divorce in a small town is a shame storm no mm-hmm. one is ever ready for. Mm-hmm. You can't even go to the store. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a lot. And I, I and remember- And in-laws town too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. That He was related to the mm-hmm. whole town. Mm-hmm. And so I remember telling my counselor, I now understand why people decide to get off this ride. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why he didn't jump mm-hmm. into 
recovery mode, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. God did instead. I know he did in, in his stead, mm-hmm. but I know there was a period where I thought God wanted me dead and I had messed up so badly. I had taken my idea of the most beautiful family you've ever seen and ripped it down mm-hmm. the seams mm-hmm. and failed miserably with the blessings that God had given me. And Satan had convinced me that no one had messed up as bad as me, mm-hmm. like not ever in the history of ever. And so I, once, once I figured out that he wasn't gonna kill me, I got mm-hmm. through that little season where I wasn't, I wasn't going to die, mm-hmm. but now I would just be allowed to live. That's it, that's the top mm-hmm. of it. I would be mm-hmm. allowed to breathe and be, but mm-hmm. no blessings, no good, no mm-hmm. nothing. Just, mm-hmm. you were just going to exist and kind of don't make any noise, you know, just kind of sit over there and shut in the up. Corner, in, in the corner, in the corner, sit in your corner in the shame. <laughs> and, you know, just like you tell your kids, like, get over there, shut up, mm-hmm. um, act like you've been to town before. And <laughs> I, that, that was me. And mm-hmm. here walks in this beautiful, successful, larger than life celebrity cowboy mm-hmm. that I'd that if I could have drawn, I'd have drawn. If you'd mm-hmm. say like who what who do you want? I would draw mm-hmm. and it would be Jay Norman. And here he comes and he wants me. And I pushed him away so many times. <laughs> I I bet you I bet you I said, do not call me ever again, probably 19 times. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't accept it. I could not accept that I thought God would send me shit and he sent me celebrity. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was this huge mistake and that once God figured it all out, he was gonna be really mad. And I mean, what a joke. (laughs) And so it's still, you know, it's still taking me a long time to receive what God is trying Mm -hmm. to bless our life with because I Mm -hmm. still don't trust that I deserve it fully. Mm -hmm. And I still kind of feel like it's a mistake. It's not a mistake. No, it's not. And we're so strangled and and bound and and Mm -hmm. suffocated by our past mistakes. And we sit Mm -hmm. in that mud and we hold our knees and we rock and we refuse to walk forward because we can't. Because we're too messed up. We're too messed up. We no one's messed up. We've messed up. This sucks. And God tells us, you know, when you ask for repentance or forgiveness from those sins that he throws those transgressions, he casts those transgressions as far as the East is from the West. And when we ask him about it, he says he doesn't remember them. The only people that remember them are us, us Mm -hmm. and the community that we were in when it happened or whoever knows the inside story. And and so that's what we continue to grapple with, but it's not from the Father, it's not from the Lord for you to be sitting there. He wants you to have a very good life. Like I was just saying a minute ago, where you're waiting on God and God's waiting on you. And it's like one of you has got to make a move, you know? And so that's what I've, that's what I feel like he sent Jay to us. He didn't just send him to me. He sent him to my children also. Mm-hmm. And um, my little girl, Lily, she would have been 11 maybe at the time. And she, you know, I speak so highly of my ex-husband. She has the best father on the planet. She doesn't need another father. But for some reason, you can tell she was waiting for Jay. She was looking mm-hmm. for him everywhere. She, it looks, mm-hmm. the two of them are so close. 
And Jay didn't need another daughter. He has a beautiful, perfect daughter. They, they didn't need each other, but you can tell that they've been looking for each other their whole darn lives. It's just something really beautiful. And we've got that kind of all over. When Jay and I uh, married, we got two new sets of twins. So our older ones are 28 days apart. Our middles mm-hmm. are 45 days apart. Wow. <laughs> and they're best friends. They're all best mm-hmm. friends. And so you can see the beauty from ashes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm mm-hmm. still the any. My Enneagram is I don't trust it. Like something's oh. wrong. You know, like there, this can't be. This is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in the good place where she accidentally goes to the good place, I'm her. Like I, I feel like it's a mistake that I'm in this blessed life. Right. So I should be in worthy. the mud somewhere. Mm-mm. No, I don't right. feel worthy. You feel like you have to be suffering. Life is yes, suffering. That would the more feel better. You suffer. <laughs> Oh, the more value you carry when you can suffer more, right? Yes. God is literally killing me with kindness right now. That's yeah. my whole life is God is yes. killing me with kindness. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> it's a different Jesse. He got the Jesse's, right. mi- the angel department got the Jesse's mixed up. <laughs> So, but you are living it and it is your life. And um, this is another perfect segue to talk about what you and your husband do now and how that I came across you through my hat. It's so hard to say hashtag search for me. There's a lot of, there's a lot of words that are hard for me. And so now your husband and you have taken, you know, this journey and you're creating you know, um, well, well, let's call it ripples, right? From your center, yeah. you know, yeah. um, tell, us, tell us about that. Mm-hmm. Well, so my husband, of course, went through a divorce and, and so he mm-hmm. knows where I'm coming from. And, and mm-hmm. so we, we say that we were just kind of in these pits and somehow mm-hmm. got out. And mm-hmm. I think he helped me out of mine. I don't, he probably mm-hmm. muscled his way out of his. And uh, <laughs> he is the most strong, he is, so physically strong, mentally strong, emotionally strong human being I've ever met. Mm-hmm. We're farmers mm-hmm. and he's a happy mm-hmm. farmer. So that tells you everything because mm-hmm. farming is hard. It is so hard, hard on the heart. And um, it's mm-hmm. raining today and he's still in the other room smiling right now. We just said, you know, we were down in those pits and we got mm-hmm. out and we've gone for rope and we're coming back to mm-hmm. get you. And we're going to do everything that we can for you that we wanted when we were there. And we Mm -hmm. feel like it's kind of our life's mission. It's been really clear to us that we want to, God has loved us so much. We want to love him back by loving on others. And that's what he tells us Mm -hmm. is to love on others. Mm -hmm. That's how we show our love to him. And, Mm -hmm. And so we decided to start a podcast. It's not a blended family podcast, but we have a blended family and it's not a farming podcast, but we're farmers. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just us shooting the shit and, and laughing and joking and kind of telling our story and praying that you choose another one. And, you know, mm-hmm. t- laughing and telling on our mistakes and mm-hmm. saying, don't do this and, mm-hmm. um, and having fun all the while. We laugh a lot like you and I have today and mm-hmm. kind of tell about what's worked and what hasn't and mm-hmm. hoping that it can help anybody else in, in the same kind of situation, but also just mm-hmm. showing a family that's not high conflict and showing that, mm-hmm. you know, you still can 
love on yourself and and do the right thing and mm-hmm. be divorced and act like adults and mm-hmm. um and so things like that and so God kind of puts stirring on our heart every couple of weeks of what we're mm-hmm. supposed to talk about and so we'll send each other a bunch of texts and then like last night y'all y'all recorded last night we did too mm-hmm. and yeah. um and so we just sat sat down last night. It took us a long time to get the podcast going because I thought I had to script it. He's an old cowboy, and I just thought I can't, <laughs> I can't n- n- stop him from saying the things that I know he wants to say. And we're gonna. I just thought we're gonna become famous. He's gonna say the most offensive thing, and we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> and. So I just was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I thought, I thought I had to script like Jay says this, then I say this, and then I love that. And that's not true. All you have to do is kind of come up with your five. No way, that didn't that didn't work out for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, your five kind of key outline things that you want. And sometimes we'll write down five things. We never even get to them. Mm-hmm. And so I know that it. I know the podcast is God breathed because we'll listen to it later on and I won't remember have even thought those things before uh-huh. then or said mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. before then. And so I know God is is king over our show. Um, we just have to be ready and willing to like step out of the way and hear what he wants us to kind of pass along. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we're enjoying it. It's like kind of our own marriage counseling. It's been tough though. Um, it's mm-hmm. been tough. I was telling you earlier, we've kind of found a rhythm of coming under attack every time we go to record. So anytime, it's this two-week cycle. So anytime mm-hmm. we go to record, it's like we wake up ready to cut each other's throats. <laughs> and I feel like if you know, if you can kind of take the good people out, then the help can't be given. And so we can see how we're being continually taken out of the game and we can't figure out how to fight it just yet. But we found these beautiful marriage counselors. We're actually going to see them this afternoon after lunch. And they're lovely and wonderful. And I know that they're going to be able to help us with this very specific problem that we're enduring. So I love that it's also wrapped up in, in the show, too. Like, yeah. That's yeah. All, I love that. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share? I think we're like, we're getting to some, you know, end of end of the time. But I always want to like open up to like, is there anything else? I don't, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think it's just... I think if the thing that's swirling around in my mind mm-hmm. right now is just if you do grapple with those thoughts of fear and those mm-hmm. thoughts of self-condemnation, mm-hmm. that's not coming from a good place. There's no mm-hmm. truth in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all you you are being completely pranked and completely mm-hmm. punked. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, get alone with your maker, get alone with the Lord, get away, get alone with your higher power that you mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm. and allow him to whisper over you, those are not true because they mm-hmm. aren't. Those mm-hmm. fears that you've believed even for years, they're not true, not mm-hmm. even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we can become our own worst enemy mm-hmm. and you have to take those thoughts captive of lies and you have to bring them before your God before your higher power so that he can say, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. not true. None mm-hmm. of that is true. And go on your way and be happy and and I'll keep this. Leave it power. here. Mm-hmm. Leave Don't it here. The... I'll trade you. I'll give your, you some joy. You give me that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you love for your fears. Get Oh, say it again. I'll give you love for your fears. 
I love it. I'm gonna make that a meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that. Wait, I said it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna credit you. My goodness. <laughs> Keep your shorts on. Oh shit! You do need. So can good. you write it down though? Because you do have a yellow pencil, uh, tired. I, I do. Pencil. Look, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll give you love for your fears. Right. I love it. That's beautiful. I'm gonna, use I'm gonna put Je- I'm gonna put your name Jess on the mm-hmm. bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Just Jess. Just Jess. Okay, I see what you're doing. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> People will know it's you. Yeah. People totally. will know it's you, totally. not me. <laughs> All right, Are we I getting to the lightning round? I think so. That's I'm excited about like, this part. Oh I do gosh, my hair too. Y'all don't know, but she just lifted her hair in sections because <laughs> like, she's she's excited. That's, that's and that's the, what I do uh, to signify we're we're transitioning to the <laughs> yeah. lightning round oh, questions. We must be in the lightning round. Right. Her hair is up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was your first car? A purple Ford Ranger. Shut up. They made purple Ford Rangers? Purple Ford Ranger with a turquoise pinstripe on the side. Oh, wait. I kind of remember that. Do you? I, I kind of remember. Car. Yeah. I kind of want one again. Just a two-seater? I- Did it have any of the little jump seats in the back? No, it didn't. Um, my mm-hmm. dad, my mom and dad didn't want me to be able to take friends around. <laughs> and That's smart they wanted some, yeah, they wanted, wanted something safer than a little car that could take yep. friends and that could get in a wreck it, and do a lot of damage. They wanted something a little higher off the ground. So I loved that car. When did you get your period? When I was, I was in the sixth grade. I went uh-huh. to this little K through 12 private school. And it was all pretty convenient. It wasn't weird. I think I went into the bathroom and and saw it and we were good. Yeah, that's cool. No horror Uh, stories. Oh, that's good. Toilet paper. You've heard this in the show before. Yes, uh, absolute over. over. Absolute over. Mm -hmm. Under, Mm -hmm. you just don't. Mm -hmm. Don't be that person. Don't be that guy. Stop it. I saw... um, Shoot, what was it? It was some company and they were advertising some sort of toilet paper. But what would have been? I don't remember. But it was yeah. under. Like they made an ad with it being why. under. And see if it was oh, like I just was like, oh, I can't even look I'm, at this. I'm way I can't OCD. Even look at so this. there's there's things. So that you change could, it. if So if you were. Oh, some, yeah. If, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the subpar question. Well, the, and the also sub-question. to anyone mm-hmm. that's still saying under. What is the maid supposed to do in a hotel? Fold it and kind of hang the fold. Great point. Like to yeah, where the so, to where you're mm-hmm. staring at the folded corners. Well, you right. guys have lost no your ever loving uh, minds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go think about what you've done. Right. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of Lizzo? Yes. Yes. Is that one of the questions? Yeah. It is. I haven't. Yes. I haven't heard it. I love. Lizzo. Oh yes, because I love her so much. I want to make sure everybody is aware of her. <laughs> I love. I love Lizzo. She did go to a basketball game with her ass out, and it did bother me because kids oh, were at that. the game, and she was trying to make a statement. And I was mm-hmm. like, it, "I'm good with you making a statement, but your butt. I mean, it. It's not okay for anyone's butt to be just." out you know (laughs) and so but yeah so that's the only thing that she has frustrated me but she's on tiktok she's so lovely and i love her yeah i do love her i adore her oh cilantro yes or no 
Most, yes. I love okay. cilantro. I love, we love tableside guacamole and mm-hmm. we use uh, cilantro in a lot of stuff. Cilantro mm-hmm. and lime, we're Texan. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, tacos are an everyday occurrence. And it's Tuesday, so, we're recording. We're having tacos later. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We probably are too because we don't, um, we're actually going to Chewy's tonight. Do y'all have Chewy's? No, but I've been to Chewy's. I used to live in Austin. No, but there's it. not one here. Yeah. So we're and there was one Chewy's. in El Paso. Okay, we, so you know it's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, I went to the original back in Austin forever ago. Yes, yes. Oh. So that's where mm-hmm. we're going tonight for mm-hmm. a, a family birthday. Awesome. And they have the patio, so you can be a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. So. And the, um, God, Chewy's. Yes, special place. I, my heart. I remember when they got put the one in El Paso, just uh, all the people who lived in Marfa, we go yes. to El Paso as the city. You know, you have to go and all do the city stuff when you live out in the right? country. Well, okay. and you drink a latte. What kind of milk do you order? Or cappuccino. Fat-free, fat-free. Mm-hmm. Skim? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, skim. skim. I always ask that because we, we own coffee shops, so it's very relevant to me. Oh, I don't I know see that. the difference. I don't taste the difference. And well, see, there's, there's whole skim, but now there's almond, oat, coconut, da da well, sure. like, all of those. Well, so sure. I, like, I can learn so much about somebody by how, what milk they drink. I do skim. I do yep. skim. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you drive? Uh, this is going to be, yes. Can you drive a standard transmission? I am a farmer. Yeah, exactly. Farmer. That's why I was like, I know the yeah. answer to this one. Jess, um, I can drive just about anything. Mm-hmm. That's what my husband told me what he couldn't drive last night. It was like one thing. I'm, I'm also part-time super trucker. So yes, I can drive mm. a standard. I knew the answer to that one. You'd be surprised? No, you wouldn't be surprised. There are a lot of women who can't drive a standard. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I think we already talked about this, but we're going to go over it again. Where are you in the birth order of your family? Last, I'm the fourth and the baby. We were span across 12 years, so that made a big difference. Big difference. We had rich parents. My uh, sisters had poor parents because they were starting out. Got it. So so not only the baby and spoiled, the baby and spoiled by yep. rich parents. Got it. Different parents. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. What was your kindergarten teacher's name? Miss Williams. And mm-hmm. I remember her. A funny story. I saw her again when I was mm-hmm. like 16 or 17. I was at a gas pump. I didn't see her. I saw somebody that looked just like her, Mm -hmm. but looked just like the person in my mind when Mm -hmm. I was five years old. Mm -hmm. So I'm staring at this person. I'm 16 or 17. I'm staring at a lady of the age that she would have been when I was five or six. And I was like, I think you might have been my kindergarten teacher. And I bet you this person was like two years older than me. (laughs) And she was like, (laughs) she goes, "You, you think I look old enough to be your kindergarten teacher and I was like no no and I like pretended to be joking and I was like holy hell like they don't stay the, they don't right, like they don't stay 22 yeah <laughs> I love that that's my story about that it was a very embarrassing <laughs> and that lady probably slipped into a depression right, because if she because she yeah. would have had to have T- like minimum been 36, 37. And I bet you she was a cool 20. I mean, right. yeah, yeah. cool 20. Yeah. So we're so stupid when we're I teenagers. Was, I love we're it. so dumb. You were probably putting gas in your in your purple truck, huh? <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was. I love it. Oh, this is another one of my favorite questions. Uh, what do you regret more, high heels or jalapenos? What do you mean regret more? Like the next day. 
Oh, yeah. uh, the high heels. I have the mm-hmm. worst. I have like this instep that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. In fact, my little girl has it and they went to make little painted reindeers with their feet mm-hmm. and you could only see like the tip top of the reindeer and the tip bottom of the reindeer. There was no you body. A, you have a big arch? <laughs> I do. Same. Really, you do? Mm-hmm. I have a really big arch and so, and a bad back and years and years of basketball. And so ha- uh, jalapenos, I can deal with with chews and stuff, but high heels, I'll, I'll have a bad back for several days. Oh, wow. I love high heels, but you uh, do. Yeah. But I don't, I have, I can't tell you the last time I've worn them now. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think so either. Nope. We Mm -hmm. wear boots. So that makes Mm -hmm. us tall enough, Mm -hmm. but no, I haven't had the, you know, we're rural and country Mm -hmm. and we don't really get a lot of, um, and of course everything's been shut down. So no, yeah, I know. Like, no, me neither. I mean, I love them. My littlest, kid she's worn my heels more than I yes. have lately <laughs> right does she regret it the next day no she loves them she doesn't the, our little one is the the gowns the crowns pulls my heels yes. out like none of the other ones did that this one is right she's she's Special. all into that she's all into that <laughs> well that's all I have other than asking people where they can find you where's all your stuff it'll be obviously linked in the show notes so you can click on it but yes. I love to let's talk about it where can they find you it's really easy. We're we're strictly Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's my main language. I stay on Facebook just to keep all of my memories, but it's Jesse Rush Norman. On Instagram, you put the little underscores between mm-hmm. the Jesse and the Rush and the Rush and the Norman. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, you just look Jesse Rush Norman. Mm-hmm. And then our website is movingonpodcast.com. So it's real simple. Do you have an Instagram account for the podcast too, or is it the same? I do. I did have it and I was wrestling with being on my phone too much. And then I Mm -hmm. had two accounts and I was like, I don't know what to do. And Mm -hmm. I I wrestled with it for like six, seven months. And my best friend was finally like, hey, why don't you put moving on podcast under Jesse Rush Norman? Like just Just put it in that little, Mm -hmm. yeah, put it in that little title. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, so moving on podcast does have some richness there. It has some cool pictures and some great stories of ours, Mm -hmm. but, but I'm directing people over to the main one. Right. And I bet if you typed in moving on podcast, you'd get your profile too. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. You'll have to do it, Jess, and tell me. It's there and uh I worked on it for a long time, but like I said, it was just a it was just having like two Too jobs much. and I was oh, yeah, like yeah. yeah. I was like, I would love to just streamline this. The podcast mm-hmm. is me and so mm-hmm. I just I love just that your friend was me. like, just make it one. Yeah. I have that. Uh, I, I, she was so clear. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so my last thing is I'm reminding everybody, I'm hounding people to rate and review the show. It yes. helps so much. Yeah. I love how you're like, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you did the knowing. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> 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 the podcaster knowing. Oh, let's talk about your podcast before we move. Like how often do you do it? Like twice a month? You aim for that? We do. We try to aim for mm-hmm. twice a month. They're definitely on Apple Podcasts. They're on Spotify. Mm-hmm, They're on mm-hmm. iHeart. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, mm-hmm. Google Play, YouTube. They're on all of the main platforms. Cool. So Okay. I just want to make sure we talk about that. And then my stuff is all at La Joy Society, which is my maiden name. So La Joy de Vie. La Joy is my maiden name. Love it. Mm-hmm. So that's Love why it. everyone, if you hadn't heard that in other episodes, that's why everything mm-hmm. is La Joy Society. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're, you're all going to rate the show. So we've already talked about that. Right. We already decided <laughs> right, and we everyone. agreed. Mm-hmm. We all okay. agreed. All right, everyone. Well, I will meet you again here next no week. No backseas. No backseas. I want 
you all to do it right now. Okay, bye. Bye.